Welcome to the Shorthand States, the Guernsey Press Politics podcast with me, Matt Fallais, and Mark Ogier. Um, Mark and I are stood outside the Royal Court at the end of day six of the state's landmark tax and spending debate. It's gone half seven, I think, in the evening. We thought that when we were standing here, we might be reflecting on the tax plan the states have approved and the taxes which will rise over the next few years. But in fact, all of the options A to E were thrown out by the states. The one that came closest to being approved was option D. That was the Salisbury St. Pierre package, but it lost on a tied vote. Mark, it's a bit of an embarrassment for the states, isn't it, to have spent six days and to have emerged essentially having decided nothing. I'm in a state of shock, to be honest with you. I can't remember anything this big going to this level of, of rejection before. And I don't think it's something that's... Um, I don't think it's something that people are going to recover from, really. I think it's going to be something that the state is going to be seen to have been... Almost bringing them into disrepute, if you if you like. Um, because you didn't say that, uh, that it was a 2020 tied vote. Someone actually called for a recount, which was odd, because, of course, electronic voting, you don't need that. And I've heard a rumour, I haven't checked, that what happened was two deputies actually changed positions. One obviously thinking, oh, well, I'll change position and vote the opposite direction to try and swing the votes. We actually had a decision. Um, and as and as you say, we've ended up with nothing. Uh, a few little bits. There's some nibbling around the edges where they've approved PNR to go away and talk about the possibility of making some um, cuts here and there, the, the possibility of extra motor tax, paid parking, and distance charging. Actually, is still hovering around. But I, I don't know about you, with your experience, whether or not PNR may now go away and come back and try again. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, well, I spoke to Deputy Peter Furbrush immediately after the state's meeting and I put that to him and also asked whether, because PNR have now lost their flagship tax policy, his committee would consider resigning. Deputy Furbrush, you have worked on the tax review for just over two years and yet you have emerged with the state's essentially deciding nothing. How do you feel about that? Completely disappointed. Uh, as you say, we've had six days of debate two and a bit years of work and what have we come out with? A few consequential resolutions at the end which don't really mean very much. Do you think that it's an embarrassment for the states? Yes, absolutely. Um, look at the crucial vote on D. 2020, a divided states. Uh, you know, it, uh, it didn't win, it didn't lose. Nobody could gain anything from that. Now, the Policy and Resources Committee main proposals, option A, only got 15 votes. Yep. I think you you probably expected before today that, that, that it would be defeated, but it was quite heavily defeated. Well, actually, I think I, I thought we'd get 14 votes. <laughs> we got one more vote. I haven't checked the voting yet, obviously. Uh, I think that's about it, because I think there were people saying, like Deputy Trot, that it was the right thing to do, but not the right time. I don't understand that, because there's never going to be a right time. So, on reflection, why do you think you have been failed to propose to persuade enough of your colleagues a majority of your colleagues that it was the right package because you were extolling its virtues yeah. a lot of, of members said they were surprised you'd been able to make it as progressive as you could but yet you still couldn't get it through the states why do you think that was because they didn't have courage you, you think it's as simple as that enough of them didn't have courage because i think that's it there was all this campaign about GST, didn't highlight the other things they just didn't, didn't have the courage uh, i'm not saying all 25 of them but a significant offer to made a difference, significant number to made a difference. And I really do think that's the real reason. Now, um, having lost your flagship proposals, you know what I'm going to ask you next, which is, will the Policy and Resources Committee resign? I don't think so. Uh, 
I think we're going to take a week or so to reflect, not because of that decision, because we need it now to consider what options there may be. I don't think so. I can say I'm, uh, you know, uh, I may have many failings, but whether there was not lack of uh, integrity and honesty, I'm thoroughly fed up. I think uh, there are people that voted against, in favour of D, uh, that I think, frankly, I don't understand it. They were the ones that some of them also voted for option C. So I don't know how you went from C to D, but they did. And if you stay in office as, as a president and as a committee, what is going to happen next? Will you consider coming back with revised tax proposals later this term? Or do you think now you're just going to have to kick the can into the next states? Well, I hope we can come back with some revised proposals. We may have to address it in the budget because we're not restricted in the budget as to what we can bring forward and then be for the states to decide. But I wonder what the states are going to do. Will we run out? We're not going to run out of money, but... Uh, in a few years' time, we're not going to have enough money to do anything of any consequence. We're going to be seen to be a backward economy when we should be a forward economy. So the uh, option which got closest to getting a majority was option D. Uh, Salisbury St. Pierre lost 2020 on a tied vote. Mark, you were reporting uh, effectively um, a few sentences or paragraph from every speaker, which we're going to publish in the Guernsey Press. Uh, did you think, as as you were hearing debate, that the Salisbury-St-Pierre amendment might actually get through? To be honest with you, no. I really thought it was going to fail. I was quite surprised it got the votes that it did. Um, I was also quite surprised at the number of people who were actually saying they were supporting option C, which is the uh, slash and burn option, as I think someone called it. Um, no, it was, it was strange because a lot of people seemed to be speaking in favour of different options. It was hard to call how it was going to go. So uh, I, I suspect some people didn't make their mind up until right near the very end. Yeah, I, I spoke to Deputy uh, Heidi Salisbury immediately after the meeting, and she seemed to be uh, quite pleasantly surprised, actually, that her amendment had secured 20 votes. I, I think perhaps they thought they, they might top out at about 17 or 18. And she also uh, said that she, she thought that uh, another stage of the tax debate might return before the end of this state. So uh, let's hear what uh, Deputy Salisbury said, reflecting on the narrow defeat of her amendment. Oh, I'm, I'm really pleased what the votes that we got. We knew it was going to be close. Um, I was surprised it was a tie. But um, yes, we're now in a bizarre situation where the states didn't vote for stage one of option D, but have voted for all of stage two. So really it's a bit uh, a can kicking. Stage one was absolutely a key, key element of the whole package. So um, we need to see where we go from there. The states clearly didn't want GST uh, in option A, um, but even then you weren't able to persuade a majority to vote in favour of, of what looked like the most likely alternative package to get through. Why do you think that was? Yeah, I mean, it was very strange. And I think um, I mean, it might be just the way the, the states make up. I mean, some were convinced by option E, which came in at the very last minute, um, which was a tax and spend amendment. And so I think that that didn't help. And I think things could have been much cleaner had we not had it. But, you know, basically our, our option was the most popular of all of them in the states and by far. And certainly policy and resources options were very unpopular and B and C got hardly any votes at all. So really, we always said that they were not proper alternatives and that ours was. So we nearly got there. Given that PNR's policies were quite heavily defeated, do you think they should now resign? 
I'm not going to speculate on that. I mean, yes, it is one of the flagship um, debates this term. Um, it'd be, be up to them. I'm, I'm, it's really, for me, it was all about trying to get an alternative to, to GST. Um, hopefully we can get there at some point later in this term. So essentially, the the states are are divided uh, more than two ways. So we the, the, there are a group of members who who were prepared to live with GST and all of the redistribution in PNR's option A package, but they couldn't get more than fifteen votes for that. There were a group of members who were prepared to back uh, the Salisbury St Pierre amendment. Uh, and the, the the fairer alternative version too, but but they couldn't get more than twenty votes for that, and they would need twenty one votes to get a, a a proposal through the states. And then perhaps five, six, seven uh, states members who are so thoroughly committed to having no tax increases, who don't believe that the demographic challenges the island faces and increasing health costs and increasing pension costs should mean tax rises they they think all of those things should be funded by spending cuts and that was the, the because the states were split three ways there was no package that could get a majority deputy charles parkinson said that he would propose a general election if the states threw out all of the packages uh, mark do you think that that's a reasonable prospect now i'd be very surprised if that got through to be honest with you um Certainly, I think the next general election is going to be a very interesting one because we've got no GST on the table. It may well be that some people are going to say that that's the only alternative and it may well end up becoming the dreaded election issue, which nobody really wanted it to be. But because we've got nothing, I suppose now, really, we're back to where we were. Everything's to play for. Who knows what could come out next? Certainly, I think the motoring taxes are going to be, uh, are going to be interesting to see when they come back. And, and let's, let's see what else they can do, what other cuts they can make. But yeah, I think the election is going to carry on being where it is. I don't think they're going to get one any earlier. No, I think my analysis of, of the period between now and then is probably that in each annual budget that PNR comes forward with, they will uh, probably uh, try to increase uh, taxes on property a bit. They'll try to increase taxes on motoring a bit. So they'll try and generate a little additional revenue. But I think it's highly unlikely that uh, they're going to launch into another major tax debate before the end of this term. And so if the uh, projected deficit of £85 million pounds by uh, you know l- later this decade turns out to be correct, and there's no reason to believe it won't be, this problem of, re- of resolving this long-term structural deficit is going to be left for the next states. That is likely to, to dominate the next general election. And I think f- from speaking to some states members, after this meeting, uh, there is a feeling of not just disappointment, but dejection. I think that they have spent all of this time debating this issue, this two years or more, reviewing the various tax options, and they haven't been able to agree a tax plan. For full coverage of today's proceedings in the States, by tomorrow's Guernsey Press, we'll have coverage on Saturday, we'll have more coverage on Monday, And we will stick with this story next week because, of course, as you will have heard, Deputy Furbrush did tell us that the Policy and Resources Committee could consider its position next week. He thought they would remain in office, but he wasn't absolutely sure. So from the steps of the Royal Court, good evening. I hope you have a good weekend and goodbye from Mark and I for this episode of Shorthand States.